up, everyone? Welcome to episode 164 of the Game Explain Real Talk podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and this time I'm joined by John Cartwright and a new guest, Amy uh, Bellame. Uh, from, uh, well, you've helped out quite a bit lately, uh, between streams and, uh, you helped out Andre with his Ring Fit Adventure preview, all kinds of stuff. So, uh, E3, (laughs) people have been asking for you to be on the podcast, so we finally got you on the podcast. So, yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. So, how has everyone been this past week? (laughs) Not bad, um, but I want to address something. Before this podcast began, we kind of all uh, shouted Pokemon starters, and <laughs> do we believe them? Like, what, what is your pick for Sword and Shield? Oh, I, I completely believe mine. mine. Mine will be Score Bunny. The only thing that makes me worried about picking Score Bunny is that Surfetch is going to be on my team, and he's a fighting uh-huh. type. And if Score Bunny ends up being another firefighting, well, that means I'm going to have two fighting types on my team. And that's uh, not great, but uh, what are you going to do? They're different enough, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shouted Sobble, and Amy shouted Grookey. Are, are you sticking yeah. by Grookey, Amy, or are you going to pick um, I a different I am, unless something really crazy goes on, like Litten, because Litten, I was all for it until the very final evolution, uh, and then I was like, ooh, okay, I want to go Poplio now. <laughs> but uh, so far, Grookey is adorable, and I usually tend to go towards the grass-type starters anyway, so I'm pretty confident... And uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to go with that for now. But Sobble's adorable, too. They're all really good, honestly. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of an interesting part is, as of right now, we don't know any of the other evolutions for these guys. So, mm-hmm. like, Sobble, who I think is the current favorite, he could end up being yeah. the least favorite once the evolutions are confirmed. Yeah, you never know. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. think they're going to show them mm-hmm. off before the game releases this time? Because I've heard rumors that they may not do that this time. Yeah, I, it's hard to say. Yeah. They might do a blowout where they show a bunch of stuff right before the game's released. So hard to say for sure because I, I'm on one hand I like keeping it a secret. On the other hand, I if they don't if they keep a lot of this stuff to their chest, uh, my footage for uh, for the review of Pokemon Sword and Shield is going to be really complicated because <laughs> I'm going to have to have oh, yeah. a very That's specific true. team. Uh, in order to do that. And with these new gens, I like to have a team of basically all new Pokemon. So hoping not to have to do that, but also like really want to keep it secret for everyone. So I, I don't know how it's all going to end up. I mean, the recent previews said that they, they saw other Pokemon in their preview sessions that they can't talk about. So if if a review says you can't specifically show these Pokemon, you're going to be really selective with what you actually have in your party. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's true. Going to be really careful because you don't want to mess with embargoes. Especially not a Pokemon company embargo. No, <laughs> no that's for sure. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So what, what draws you to Sobble, John? I just love how... He looks like he's down on life, but he also does the best he can. And I, I appreciate that <laughs> of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, beyond that, uh, how, how are you holding up, John? Because you had a heck of a time at the dentist the other day. Oh, yeah. So I got a root canal yesterday, Ugh. and this is my second one. Because la- um, the week before last week, I had a different one. And they're on two teeth right next to each other. The one before wasn't that bad. But the one yesterday, they tried um, numbing my, my gums, and my mouth was numb, but when they started operating on the tooth, I could feel it properly. Oh. Like, it wasn't numb. And they did another injection, tried again, I could still feel it. And they ended oh. up injecting me like five times, Jeez. and even, <laughs> like, my, my, my mouth was super numb, but that tooth, that one nerve, I could still feel, and it was super intense. 
That's uh, crazy. Yeah, and like the, the pain was quite bad afterwards too. It's fine now, but um, I've got this little like swelling behind my tooth. So I'm not in the best shape, but, it, but I'm just glad <laughs> oh it's over because it was pretty intense. Oh, that sounds Man. utterly awful. That sounds like torture to me because to- tooth work, I just, I can't handle. I, I don't like seeing it. It, it skews me out whenever I see something happen. Uh-huh. Like the, I might have talked about this before, but the scene in Castaway where he has to knock out his own tooth. Nope. Oh, I, yeah. I, 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 I can watch horror movies just fine, but I had to turn away from that. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. My mom actually got a root canal with no medicine. She's oh. insane. Yeah, she never gets any medicine for tooth work. I don't know. I can't remember the reason why, but she just doesn't. And, oh, God. Uh, that, that must have hurt so much. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Dental Your work head must have felt fun. like a pumpkin or something with all that <laughs> Novocaine in there. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't wear off for a while either. And I, yeah. I, was, I was at home and the Pokemon previews came in. And Andrea was like, can you handle this? And, um, like, half of my mouth could barely move. So if, I, oh, if I attempted it, it would have been... You could barely understand what I was saying if I tried it. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. it was around the same time Derek woke up, though. Yeah, exactly. I got all <laughs> the preview good. stuff out there. Because not a lot came out from the previews. Um, not really. It's the first two hours. It is interesting. Uh, the pacing seems to be a little better uh, from what uh, from Sun and Moon. Because uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of talking, a lot of build-up, and getting to places. And you still have that here, but... It seems like they keep pretty pretty active, and the fact that you get to the wild area within the first hour, and you know you can run into a level fifty Pokemon that'll wipe your team, uh, is certainly makes it different and exciting. To uh, the fact that they have that element of danger. Yeah. Um, what restrictions do you, do you think there would be to stop you from catching the Pokemon, though? Because I know throwing a random Pokeball or level fifty Pokemon has a very low chance of catching it, but there is still a chance. Um, do you think you can just catch a level 50 Pokemon that early in the game? I mean, if you're dedicated enough, I guess you can. If you want to, like, save and just keep trying again and again until you get that Pokemon, I guess it's possible. Uh, it's not exactly my ideal. But the other thing that come, I was thinking about this when I did the update, you could also just grind up in that area and be super powerful for the rest of it. But it, if it holds true to the old uh, Pokemon games where you need badges in order to control Pokemon up to a certain level, yeah, that's not mm. the best idea. So true, right? Because the only time that ever affected me is like when I um, traded the starters really early in the, early in the game in the original one, so I could have all the starters. Uh, but of course, the other two would not listen to me until I beat Brock. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah and i've done trades too like the wonder trades and i got a really high level pokemon and they just wouldn't listen or the i think gamestop used to hand out cards i think they still do and i one of those was a level 100 or something and i hadn't beaten the game yet and they definitely didn't listen to me either so it's probably going to be like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. be a great way to balance it in and you know nobody's going to complain about it because that's how it's been since the beginning so mm-hmm. yeah that wouldn't be surprising to me if they did it that way mm-hmm but I'm I'm still really looking forward to this game. Me yeah. too. It seems really ambitious. And uh, yeah. IGN tweeted earlier saying this is the most ambitious Pokemon game to date. Which, of, of course, had a bit of a dodgy comment section. But mm. yeah. um, it does seem like they, they're taking some strides to make Pokemon a bit bigger, a bit better. And um, this is really the first console game as well. So it's kind of cool just to play a Pokemon game, like a full a full-scale Pokemon game on a TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A bit Gigantamax, you might say. Uh. 
<laughs> Andre's not here. Someone's got to take up. <laughs> I, I noticed that every time Andre's not here, people say I have to do a pun because Andre's not here. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> it's just my segue. I, I actually love puns and dad jokes and all that. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to it. The new Galar Pokemon looks so good. I've loved all the designs so far. Oh, I'm yeah. going to have a hard time choosing a team, honestly. I'm going to have to have like three teams and switch between them. <laughs> I think you ultimately decided on Shield as well, right? Be- uh, because I don't of Galarian know. Ponyta? Because, yeah, I love Galarian Ponyta, but I really love Bay, the fighting type gym leader. So I might have to go Sword and then trade to get my Ponyta. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Mm, it's a hard choice. What about you guys? Have you decided yet? I'm sticking with Sword. Ooh. Yeah, I'm probably going Shield. Um, just to sort of be like opposite to Derek. And I love Galarian Ponyta. Me too. Mm. <laughs> I, mean, I really love it. It's it's rare that I go for the psychic, uh, the fighting type over the psychic type, but uh, I love my I, I love my far fetched. So <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> has to happen. He's pretty great. Mm-hmm. But uh, what have you been up to this past week, Amy? Um, well, I got a back injury, so that wasn't That's very fun. good. So I've been having to do a lot of physical therapy and been, getting over that. Been the week I of was pain, trying apparently. To, yeah, I know. Um, I was trying to move something heavy. I was trying to uh, attach this very heavy vanity thing to the wall, and it must have strained and sprained my back. And the bottom disc in my back got compressed like halfway, so it's been mm. quite painful. Um, so I haven't been able to do a lot of gaming honestly because sitting for too long is quite painful so Mm -hmm. it's both it's mostly been recovery (laughs) for me this week yeah but i i have gotten back to persona 5 loving that game and i uh i'm just so curious i want to know more and i and ring fit comes out and i did talk to my physical therapist and she thinks it would be a really good idea for me to do the easy setting for that because you're supposed to keep it moving your the Mm -hmm. back injury so it doesn't Mm -hmm. get static or something and uh and i she did give me the go ahead to do ring fit so i'm gonna be trying that out later today i'm so excited <laughs> did she and I know i think i saw in the preview uh, that andre posted that there's some options you can check for injury or for what you want to avoid and i saw something about back so okay i'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to that that's really did cool. she know did, did was she aware of what ring fit was or did you have no. to explain it to her? <laughs> <laughs> she was like uh what is that uh-huh. so i had to explain it to her and i told her about the ring and how you walk in place or jog in place and there's yoga and more traditional repetitious epi- exercises and then you go through this world where you're trying to interact with the environment i tried to give her a quick rundown she said oh well if there's an easy setting you should definitely try that out <laughs> well there you go perfect mm-hmm. she told me what to watch out for too so if anything starts feeling wrong it got just stop uh-huh. yeah yeah that's good I'm so looking forward to it are you guys gonna try it out i've been trying it out Ooh! yeah mm-hmm. uh, i'm doing a little stream of it in a couple of hours i think in about like maybe another hour or two and, oh my gosh, um, body cam? Yeah, body cam. <laughs> it's going to be super awkward. <laughs> I've got this set up in my living room, and there's just wires absolutely everywhere at the oh moment. Oh gosh. Um, but yeah, it's going to be so weird just sort of working out in front of a couple of like hundred or thousand people. Oh my gosh, yeah. People have asked me to do it, and I'm like, I'm not sure if this is a good idea. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. The problem um, is just getting yeah, watch yours so you can actually do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it is fun. Um, they've they've gamified fitness in a really interesting way. Like with with Wii Fit, you're still kind of working out the entire time, 
But Ring Fit um, makes it feel like a game. Um, there's like there's some, there's some parts where it's like do some push-ups, and that's that's not very like gamey. But for the most <laughs> part, it, it's just kind of using like fitness as inputs for controls, and it's it's kind of seamless. Like you don't you don't really think about working out. You're just sort of playing the game, mm-hmm. which um, could get a lot of people interested in in working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts about the game, because we fit. You could kind of cheat the system pretty easily, mm-hmm. but with this one. I don't know. Something about it makes me want to actually do everything correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Something about it, and having the ring itself makes it more. It feels more legit as a workout somehow. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I guess in Wii Fit, you're just like you're not actually using anything apart from your body to add weight. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Ring Fit, moving that ring around is actually pretty tough. Like it's a, yeah. it's a, it's hard to press that thing in, hmm. and it's it really is. durable too. Like I've seen some people say, "Can you just snap it in half?" <laughs> no way. Like, <laughs> it, it feels so tough. I doubt anyone yeah. can snap it yeah. in half. Andre and I asked about that on the preview event, and they said that they got like a really strong guy to come over, and they said, "All right, just go to town, try to break this thing." They didn't give him any limitations or rules, and he could not do it. So, wow, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And it is hard because uh, there was this one competition that we decided to do that Andre did where you have to basically push and pull the ring in and out really, really quickly to see who could get the highest score. And Andre did, he got such a high score and he made it look so easy that I was like, all right, cool, I got this. And I tried (laughs) and I couldn't even come close. Like he had a whole audience too. I know he was loving it. There were people cheering and everything. Oh yeah, definitely. That's Andre definitely loved that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm probably going to pick it up uh, at some point because I've been trying to take walks to keep moving and uh, get up and go around and, you know, try to be in a little better shape. And with it getting colder, I don't know if I'm going to want to <laughs> feel the need to walk. But, hey, play Ring Fit for an hour each day. That's not a bad idea. It yeah, is intense, though. Playing for an hour is actually pretty tough. <laughs> after after just twenty minutes, you're going to be sweating. Oh, geez, it's really, yeah, it's yeah. pretty tough. <laughs> well, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You've done a really good job though with all those walks. You've lost quite a bit of weight that way. Yeah, I mean, just trying to eat a little better and doing the walks and all that. So, uh, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, otherwise, what I've been up to uh, this past week uh, is uh, mainly um, finishing up Dragon Quest guides because <laughs> uh, just you know doing all the stuff for that game, getting all the guides up for people that uh, I feel are necessary, and uh, yeah, it's all looking pretty good, doing relatively well. I'm glad to see so many people enjoying uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. And it's weird to be completely done with that game. There's really nothing left for me to do unless I wanted to like complete the the monster listing or all the items. And I'm good. <laughs> Trying to beat the super <laughs> boss wore me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seemed like it was very tough. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a long game. Uh, it's a long game just to finish uh, like a core playthrough of. And then the post game, that, that sounds like it's about as long as the main game. Yeah, it can be depending on how in depth you go with it. You could probably finish the story aspect stuff uh, within um, twenty to thirty hours. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably, probably closer to twenty, I guess. But um, yeah, the other stuff that you can do in it is just like you—you uh, you kind of want to do it because <laughs> just the way the story goes, um, and I, I think it's worthwhile. Because how far are you, John? 
I am collecting the orbs at the moment. I've got, I think, four of them. Cool. So, not sure exactly how far in I am. That's pretty. That's relatively uh, far in. Uh, I'd say, yeah, you probably have. Um, I'm guessing you're going to end up going to Sniffelheim soon because that's where the last. I think I'm is. already there. Okay. Yeah, there's okay. different ways you can go and whatnot, but uh, yeah, you're you're approaching the uh, halfway point. Okay, that's and about I th- where I am too. Okay, uh, I think I'm around like 25 hours in, so if that's around halfway, then I've still got a little while to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say. It, it, I granted, I was going everywhere, searching everything because of the guide stuff, but I'd say it takes about 60 or so hours to beat the core game. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Just very curious uh, what your reaction will be once you do reach that halfway point. <laughs> oh, is there something that happens? Uh, not saying. Okay, well, <laughs> I guess we'll see. Don't spoil it. No, yeah. I, I, I refuse to give spoilers on this game. It's mm-hmm. cool to see so many people playing this game, though. Like, whenever yeah. I open up my, my Switch friend list, um, there's a big amount of people playing Dragon Quest. More than I'm I've... so excited about it. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see people just adapting to this franchise. And we'll be getting um, Switch software sales, I think, next month. I'm, I'm not entirely sure when we get the quarterly sales. Um, it's either next month or the n- month after. And I have a feeling Dragon Quest would have uh, made it onto the million seller list. Oh, wow. That'd be awesome if it does make That'd it to be the really million cool. seller. I've mm. heard from a lot of people that they actually picked it up because of his inclusion in Smash. So that's yeah. great. I'm so glad they did that. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine a lot of Western fans were kind of um, introduced yeah. to Dragon Quest through Smash. Yeah, I guess I should have specified. Yeah, a lot of yeah. Western fans. <laughs> yeah, because in Japan, I'm sure it's. Oh yeah, he was know, he was in already... known quantities. Like yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is also like the third version. In, no, is it the third or fourth version in Japan? Because they've had the PS4 version, the 3DS version. Did they get Steam as well? Uh, they or... might have, but the Steam version is essentially the same as the PS4 version. Sure. So yeah. Yeah. But it's still selling well, regardless of this being basically being the third release of this game, mm-hmm. which is quite impressive. I mean, Japan's kind of used to the fact of, here's the base game. Okay, we're going to make some changes and improvements and other things for the U.S. version. Okay, now we're going to release that version, maybe with a one or two extra things for the Japanese market, market so you can buy the same game twice. True. They yeah. do that so much over there, and I kind of feel bad for them. Yokai Watch 4 was kind of cheeky with that, where they revealed the Plus Plus version within the same year of um, releasing Yo- the like vanilla Yokai Watch 4. I think oh, it was a few plus months plus. after the release. Hmm. Yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. but that, that just that, that particular one felt a bit too soon. Yeah, I know it mostly from Kingdom Hearts and their final mixes. Mm. Mm. Oh right. Uh, otherwise, uh, no injuries on my part. I'm all good there. <laughs> Yay. No, no doctor visits, although I do have to go to the dentist next week, so that'll be fun. We'll, we'll um, about that next time, then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I've been, I, I did start on Link's Awakening, uh, before, okay. uh, and, you know, I've finished the first two dungeons there. Uh, not sure how much I'll get to play it coming up, because, um, I also got, uh, the code for Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, you gave me the European code, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Andre's handling the review of that, I'm pretty sure. So I'm going to be doing the guide stuff. So I'm going a little slower than typical just because I'm, I'm searching every nook and cranny to try to find all the gems and stuff like that. But what I've played so far is enjoyable. I just need to be able to play more of it. It's a beautiful game, too. Oh, God, um, yeah. I yeah. played through the I think the first hour, and there are some great cutscenes in there. Like The animation quality in these cutscenes could be from an actual movie. They are so well done. Mm-hmm. 
it is incredibly impressive just the the amount of emotion and just fun you get out of luigi and his reactions and how everybody else is emoting and god i love it when they they have mario luigi and peach talking to each other without text boxes (laughs) it's like let's use these canned phrases (laughs) but it kind of still works some i think some of them are new recordings like mario and luigi say like goodnight to each other at one point which is quite sweet Mm -hmm. oh i love that one i've seen that on twitter (laughs) bye bye (laughs) But Luigi definitely has a lot of new dialogue. Yeah. Peach is the to... one who always has recycled lines, it feels. Mm-hmm. But we're always hearing the same sort of Peach screams. That is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. What are we going to say? Yeah, the last, time I played, oh, the last time I played it was at E3, so I can't wait to try it out again. It was so much fun back then. Yeah. So I just can't wait to get back in there. Mm-hmm. I've already uh, pre-ordered it. <laughs> 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 there were so many games. Oh, my gosh. The backlog is... Oh yeah, insane. It's, I finished Dragon Quest Eleven and I looked through like, okay, what's released? Oh, Indivisible and all this. Well, yeah, I think I said this last time, but it's, it still holds true. I, I chose Link's Awakening and well, here's Luigi's Mansion. Oh, Luigi's Mansion done. Here's Pokemon. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I still yeah. want to play the new Ukulele as well. I've heard really good things about that one. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. I played yeah, I mean, a little bit of Andre's copy and it was so much fun. Yeah, there's just way too many games at the moment. And I've still not played Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh, I don't think either. Derek's played Astral Chain or Dragon Quest Builders 2 yet. Nope, I have not. <laughs> Me either. Oh my gosh, those are all on my list as well. Yeah. yeah. Game of the Year is going to be hard. It really yeah. is. I think it might be just really varied as well because not all of us are able to play everything. So yeah, mm-hmm. you know, how are you going to do that? Um, I am... Speaking of which, actually, you, ukulele reminded me, uh, we got the um, Switch version of Hat and Time in code, and I did a Game & Watch last the, uh, last night uh, for for its embargo, because we got it far too late to do a full review or anything like that, so we just you know had to do a Game & Watch. But I gotta say, this doesn't feel like a, a good version of Hat and Time. Oh. The, the, mm. I, I saw some of your footage. Um, right at the start, you kind of clipped through the pillows. And it looks yeah, weird. Yeah, I saw that too. Mm. Clips <laughs> yeah. through the pillows. There's a lot of that. Uh, there's a bit of stuttering during the gameplay. Nothing too bad. Uh, I can overlook it pretty well, but it's still like kind of jarring to see it struggle. And uh-huh. then there's the whole uh, the load, load times time. are so bad. Oh no! They, I, I, I swear, they take about twenty seconds each. The uh, the developer of this game kind of made fun of the Switch when it was first revealed. And uh, I, I reckon they probably attempted porting the game and just thought it was too much of a hassle. Mm-hmm. So this might reflect that. But I mean, at least at least it's running at all, and it looks decent enough. But it's such, of course, it's such a downgrade compared to other versions, though. Exactly. Like I think you could still have fun with this version. It's not the best version. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm. definitely stick with PC or other consoles. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, because yeah. it's a very charming game. There's a lot of personality to it and, you know, a lot to explore and do. I, I, mean, I still found myself having fun, but I know from time with other the other versions or just seeing the other versions played, this could be a lot better. Mm. And I know they can be done well because Ori was ported pretty well, right, John? Yeah, I mean, Ori was great, but I, I guess it, it's quite a different kind of game, though. I mean, Ori's mostly... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but yeah. then Ukulele... Ori's mostly 2D. Get ported, like, wasn't it an improved version on the Switch? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Ukulele was really good. So, and it runs Luigi and, Mar- and Mario Odyssey. Granted, this is an true. indie team, but still. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I guess that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's the thing that they are—they are a small team, so it's, it's it, they have less resources to port than other studios do. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our news topics for this week. And right off the bat, well, Switch is still doing incredibly well. Its sales surpassed 15 million in North America uh, and 10 million in Europe. Uh, and you know. In America alone, it's surpassed the uh, life-to-date sales worldwide of the Wii U, and Europe is quickly approaching. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. I've actually noticed, just out in the wild, if you will, that a lot of people are having them now. Like, a lot more kids will have them in waiting rooms or uh, just walking around. You can see them more often. Not as much as 3DSs back in the day, but... I, I'm seeing a lot more switches now, and I I hear a lot more parents talking about them too. About their like, oh, I just got my kid the switch, and other adults coming to talk to me and saying they just got one because I'm the gamer nerd of my group. <laughs> <laughs> so they always come to me like, hey, guess what? I just got this thing called the switch. <laughs> so, oh yes, uh, I'm aware of that kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as yeah. of as of June 30th, 2019, the worldwide sales were at 36.87 million. Um, wow. But we've had quite a lot of releases since then. Mm. Like we've had a Mario Maker 2 and Astral Chain and Fire Emblem. Um, so I wonder what that worldwide number is at now. And I also, I also wonder where all these other cells are coming from. Because North America and Europe combined to 25 million. Japan, I guess, I guess um, the rest of Asia probably makes up for a lot of it. Yeah, I'd yeah, say probably so. probably so. Plus we've got the South American countries and whatnot, so... Yeah. And Australia. Yep. Oh, yeah, and Australia. <laughs> and Australia. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's doing well. It's, you know, it's kind of to be expected at this point. It's, it's weird. It'd be weird if it stopped doing well all of a sudden. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it just keeps gaining momentum, so more mm-hmm. and more people see other people having it, and just keeps catching on and as more and more games come out and the library is larger it's more enticing mm-hmm. yeah these uh these sales update have kind of lost their their wow factor though i think because yeah. there was a yeah. point where like these sales numbers come out and we go whoa that's huge and now you just kind of think well yeah of course it's doing well <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah that's old hat it's whatever yeah uh. and comparing it to the wii u sales is old hat too at this point like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get it outsold the wii u with day one <laughs> we get it <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm actually more curious about how the Switch Lite is doing because we don't have any yeah, like solid numbers oh, on yeah. that. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. curious about that too. In the PR where they announced these sales, um, they say that both Switch and Switch Lite are doing well, but they don't split like they don't specify like which one's done what. So I guess we'll probably see that in this in the quarterly sales update. But yeah, nothing right now. Mm-hmm. But they did say that Untitled Goose Game is selling well, which I mean, of course it is because Twitter's just dominated with this game. But it's <laughs> it's cool to see that like officially it is doing well. Yeah, digitally it's selling yeah. better than Link's Awakening, which is impressive. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah, eShop, it's number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a good game. It's a fun little game. Yeah. It's you know nothing too taxing or anything like that. I think it's the simplicity and just absurdity of playing a goose is just enough to like bring it in and have people have fun and uh, you know enjoy it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they gave enough controls to the goose itself that gives it so much character like you can make it run with the head down with the wings out you can make all these fun poses for the goose to go through so it feels really alive like you are the goose uh-huh. <laughs> yeah it's, it's a good time and the sound design's really good too like uh this one time derek put the 
the jar on his beak and he could still honk <laughs> with the jar on his beak and it like was muffled as if it was coming out of the jar. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. I was bothering my dog with the honks. So <laughs> I, yeah, my I dog to, too. I went to my parents for the weekend and I was playing my Switch in the living room and I just turned the volume up, went right to my dog's face and just went, honk. <laughs> he, he just like shot straight up and just started looking around the room trying to find the honk. <laughs> Where's this goose? <laughs> yeah, I spam the honk and my dog is like, what is going on? <laughs> She'll run around like checking all the windows and doors. <laughs> Something's happening. <laughs> uh, well, let's go to a game that Nintendo is not talking much about. <laughs> uh, basically, they have uh, got rid of any kind of mention or promotion of Overwatch on the Switch because that did come out <laughs> along with Witcher mm-hmm. 3. Um, and yeah, nobody's really talking about it mainly because of the whole uh, anti-Hong Kong thing and punishing people who are pro-Hong Kong because, well, Activision Blizzard does have... Um, a Chinese company does have a bit of a stake in it. I don't think it's a majority stake, but I guess no. it's enough that they feel they have to go along with China. And right. uh, it's definitely upset a lot of people because they, even just recently they did a six-month ban to a team that held up a uh, sign in support of Hong Kong. So they're still doing this stuff. And despite the fact that Nintendo is distancing themselves from them and uh, a lot of people are just like, nope, what nothing to do. I've seen a lot of people say they've canceled their WoW Classic subscriptions despite coming mm-hmm. back for that. It's just – it's a mess. And even uh, Blizzard canceled their launch event. So it's yeah. – it's a mess. <laughs> it's a bold move from Nintendo as well, because I think Diablo 3 is the third best-selling third-party game, or at least in the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, so for them to just completely um, ghost Overwatch, I understand why they're doing it, of course, but it, this this game could have been a huge um, performer for them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this this probably is the best thing to do, just just avoid the game completely. And I was actually kind of interested in Overwatch before this came to light, um, we were going to cover it, but we just didn't because this uh, just has too much going over it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just a little too overwhelming, and it's just like, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, I don't also think there's much interest in it because of all this. So it's yeah. not really worth our time to cover it. Yeah, um, I mean, there's you can get it quite cheaply. I've seen it for um, like $20 online for, for three like, um, code sites, and... I, I saw that offer and just went, nah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd, I'd rather just not play this game. I don't really want to support them after this. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, uh, I think Nintendo's offering actual like digital refunds. Yeah, and they well. never do that. Oh, well, yeah, wow. So, I didn't yeah. even know about that. Nintendo is yeah, being Nintendo, as compliant as possible with fans. <laughs> yeah, so that they're offering refunds. They have not tweeted about Overwatch once since it released. Um, of course, the uh, New York City launch event was cancelled. And um, also on the Nintendo news channels on the on the Switch, there's nothing about Overwatch on there. There's Witcher Three. There's all these other releases. Overwatch is just it's like it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. It's still on the eShop. You can still buy it, but they're not talking about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes me wonder if like how much is enough for Blizzard to just change course? Well, I don't know. Um, I think. Nothing really. They 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 recently banned that team for six months. Mm-hmm. Um, this was after the initial. 
uh, well, that that one person was was banned. Mm-hmm. And if they if they're still continuing that streak, then I don't think they're ever going to stop. Yeah, they lightened his sentence yeah. and then proceeded to ban somebody, like ban other people. So it's like, yeah, they're not really learning here. And no. uh, I know a few people that are very interested in BlizzCon because it's going to be a yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a mess. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I would not go anywhere near that place. <laughs> no way. I'd, I'd be scared. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, it's a fine mess mess they've made for themselves. That's for sure. Ugh. I'm so mm-hmm. bummed because I loved World of Warcraft three, especially. Mm-hmm. And, and I've heard the, that's coming out again. They, or oh yeah, has they come out. They, or they're doing a remaster of Warcraft three. Yeah. Yeah. I probably yeah, more information would have came out at BlizzCon. Who knows what's happening yeah. now? But Blizzard have kind of been dropping the ball quite a lot lately. Like there, there was that Diablo mobile game where they had just like a terrible PR response to that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was? I think there was. Uh, oh yeah, Warcraft. Uh, what Warcraft Classic originally wasn't going to be a thing, and they, they had this terrible response to that too. Blizzard mm-hmm. just needed a PR department, like a better yeah. PR yeah. department. It just seems like <laughs> they're making. Like like, Blizzard's usually on the ball, but they are making mistake after mistake lately. Yeah. So, mm. yikes. <laughs> Actually, speaking of yikes, <laughs> uh, we have a, a leak, in quotes, that might have come out that possibly showed Sonic's movie redesign. And um, I'll be honest, I don't buy this. I, I said it in my update. Uh, I know Andre thinks it's real. I just, the, the way the where it came from and way, the way it looks and the fact that nothing's really come out of it yet, because I saw some people speculating, like, oh, it came out before a trailer. Uh, no new trailer, so yeah, I'm this. This just screams fake to me. Yeah, it could be real, but there's there's so much that that, that doesn't really lend to it being real, though. Like, if you look at the first yeah. picture, Jim Carrey's face is only half in shot, mm-hmm. and I wonder was that just a way to cover up a fake? Like they could have just had anyone's face there, and um, just ha- like half the picture there just to clear it up a bit. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I mean, I the just, actual the actual design itself isn't that bad, but yeah, I don't know about that. I'm noticing a couple things here. Like, if you look between, we have two images here that we can see, and if you look between them, in the first one he has pink ears, and the second one he doesn't. Hmm. And yeah. also, the shoes look very red in the second picture, and in the first one they still look quite blue. So I'm like, there's just a couple of things here that don't seem right. And in the first picture, his chest, like the the cream color i don't know what color that is but mm-hmm. that's not as round as it is in the second one i don't know they just they don't seem to match up 100 percent. so i'm a little skeptical of this too uh-huh yeah. and the source of the image seemed quite dodgy too i think his twitter bio said something like <laughs> it was it was something weird or something like oh i love tits or something yeah exactly <laughs> then, yeah, I, I looked through his to see like kind of like what kind of guy this was and you know nothing against him but he's very much uh he has a type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of questionable whether this should be believed yeah, or not. Quite, uh-huh. But if it is, it would be cute. It's good. It's a good one. It's a good mm-hmm. render. Yeah, I like that Sonic's hands aren't just fur anymore. That was yeah, always a bit that weird was in the really initial design. Kind of creepy. Yeah, this is definitely better. So we'll we'll see what they do. If it, I mean, I'm just waiting for the official trailer. Like mm-hmm. when that when that the design is ready, they will put it out there, and you will make sure they will make sure you see it. Mm-hmm. So, yep. 
Well, we'll continue on with Sonic real quick. He did make he did show up in another uh, piece of media that is way better, <laughs> at least I think. <laughs> uh, he uh, Sega revealed that Sonic is playable in Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD, and it's classic Sonic, and it seems really cute and fun and appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, we actually, um, we knew about this a bit beforehand because we're reviewing Banana Blitz and um, we're not really allowed to talk about this, but they've, they've confirmed it them themselves now, so <laughs> it's out there. Um, and yeah, he's a really good design and he, he, he seems, like, seeing a classic Sonic in 3D is kind of cool as well. It's just great seeing him move around in this different perspective because there's, there's been a few classic Sonic 3D games like Sonic R and the Sonic Jam Hub World, but we've never really had him in a fully playable 3D space, at least not a great one. Um, so it's kind of cool just to play as him in, in this game and see what could have been. Yeah, it's, it's, it's adorable. It fits pretty well. I like the idea of changing bananas into rings. That's a pretty obvious one. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it kind of works. It's a, it's a better Sonic Labyrinth. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Uh, did you get to see uh, Classic Sonic in uh, Banana Blitz, Amy? Or no, I haven't actually seen it yet. I'm really curious. I'm I'm listening to your descriptions now, trying to picture it in my head because I, I actually thought at first they might have kept the bananas in, but you said they changed them to rings. Yeah, so. yeah. changed them to rings. Uh, I don't know. You might get motion sick from Monkey Ball yeah. games, though. <laughs> Monkey Ball games I've never really been able to complete in the past, but it's been a while. The last time I played one was back on the GameCube way long ago so mm. i have no idea how it'll be because my motion sickness is a lot worse now than it was back then uh-huh. so yeah. and i i recently played well maybe i say recently it was like a year ago it was the sonic mania um there's like the the one where you're trying to get all the balls isn't that in Sonic? oh mania? yeah the um yeah um the, i forgot yeah, what it's called the, you're the like the on a science sphere oh yeah, yeah and you have to try and get the yeah so, and that alone made me feel kind of disoriented and not so great so. I, I can see why yeah, yeah the, and the I, background kind of rolls along yeah, yeah it rolls along and the, the the changing direction like if you're going straight and then you need to turn to the left or something that's such a jarring movement for me that it it ends up really disorienting me uh-huh. understandably and even just uh seeing um gameplay of monkey ball like seeing the world go around it's not bad for me when i'm playing it myself but i'm watching somebody else oof <laughs> it, is, it, can, it can definitely get a little you know rough uh-huh. so yeah <laughs> but uh next bit of news we got here is the uh katsuhiro harada on twitter has uh he's the tekken producer has lashed out at fans uh, about basically everybody wanting a character and nagging and spamming it and just trying to get like, their character in there. Uh, and he's just like, he says, you guys are a spammer. I talk I talk with Mr. Sakurai and Bandai Namco's Smash development team so that your request will not be approved as much as possible and <laughs> oh muted. Bye. And this is people like, uh, you know, Jonesy for Smash, Sora for Smash, Doom Squid Kid. Put Crash and Smash, Arl for Smash, Halo Guy for Smash. Yeah, it's just like, he, it's just like, come on. And I get it. You know, the fact that people bug him, like, put this in Smash and all that. It's like, do you really think that's effective? Yeah. It's funny that this guy does actually kind of have power over what goes into Smash, though, because he is a big part of Bandai Namco. That is true. Um, so he could just one day go to Sakurai and say, like, all these people nagging you about putting crash and smash no yeah. <laughs> we're not doing it 
And, um, and he has a great claim to getting a character in Smash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think it's just funny that he's done this, but mm-hmm. um, he has a point, though. Um, like, it's, it's great to speculate about what could be in Smash, but there does come a point where um, maybe being... Like, if, if you're involving the developer in, in your discussion, like if you're tagging the development team and tr- just spamming them with these messages, that's not the way to go. Mm-mm. It does nobody. It stresses them out. It annoys everybody else. It just, it's just, it's not helpful. Uh huh. Hmm. Yep. So but that's pretty much it. Yeah, that pretty much is it. So last bit of news we got here is the reveal of the analog pocket, which is basically a system that allows you to play classic uh, Game Boy games, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, and if you have the adapters for it, you can play like Game Gear and Neo Geo Pocket Color games as well. Uh, this this is not emulation. It's all playing your own cartridges, and uh, it's coming out uh, next year uh, for $200, and we'll even be able to have a dock so you can uh, put it onto your TV and play these games in through HDMI uh, on your on your TV, which is cool. It has a bit of a switch element to it. Um, mm-hmm. That said, I can't say I'm exactly excited for it. Mm, I, it's it looks cool. Uh, the the price tag though is just yeah. a bit too high. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'd pay that much for for a handheld, like for a retro handheld. Because mm-hmm. especially if you have these cartridges already, most likely you still have a functioning console that can play them. You know, like yeah. the Game Boy or Pocket. Um, but it is cool that it can go on the TV. That reminds me of the one... I think it was an adapter for the GameCube where you could play Oh, yeah, your... the Game Boy Player. Yeah. Yeah, because I had that, and that's how I played my Pokemon games, actually. Mm. Which is funny, because I think in Blue... I'm pretty sure it was Blue. One of the gyms had the invisible walls, and when you put it through the player, you could see the walls, so you didn't have any problem at all. <laughs> yeah, it made it a little <laughs> I easier. I felt like such a, like... A little cheese back then. Like, <laughs> yes, I figured out the system. Mm-hmm. I was telling all my friends about it, and they're like, what's Pokemon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, the thing with handheld games, especially older ones, I, I kind of like playing them on the original hardware. Mm-hmm. Like, with with the Game Gear, for instance, um, I, I think playing it on that older display kind of adds to the charm, and I'm not entirely sure if I'd want to play them in just such crisp detail. I get that there's a market for that, and some people really do want to play it like that. But I'd rather have more authenticity to these kind of games. The mm-hmm. problem with this, I mean, I, I don't mind not having the authenticity if it looks good and you have a way to play. Because, you know, trust me, the original Game Boy Advance, not great for backlit screens. Good luck seeing that no. thing. Yeah. That's where a lot yeah. of the issues come in. Unless you have the SP like I did. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's not exactly ideal. But the other thing is is that I feel like the system is extremely cost prohibitive. Because it's $200 just for the system. And then you have to actually have the those games if you want to play them. And then uh, <laughs> apparently you got something a special Alexa's guest in the going background. Crazy. I'm so sorry. That's Alexa. Okay, like, special guest Alexa. I got it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. But anyway, I didn't say anything. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Um, but <laughs> uh, it, it's very cost prohibitive because it's, you know, two hundred dollars for the system. Then if you want to play a bunch of other games on it, like you, uh, you have to either I've already had them. Or go out and find them. And a lot of the best games are pretty expensive. And to my knowledge, from what I've read of this thing, I don't think the thing that allows you to play on 
TV is part of the package. It seems, think so. it seems to be listed separately, and they did not give a price for that. So you might look, be looking at a $300 system, same as the Switch, and you need to actually have games for it in order to enjoy it. It's cool mm. that it has all that functionality, uh, but it just seems expensive. And I don't even know if you need to buy the stuff to be able to play Neo Geo and whatnot. I think you do. Yeah. Because they're cartridge adapters. Exactly. And then you mm. need the 8-bit dough controller or some sort of USB controller in order to play it off the TV. So it's, I'm just seeing uh thing you have to buy, thing you have to buy, thing you have to buy uh, uh. across it. So it just doesn't seem... It doesn't seem worthwhile to me. Yeah. But I guess this was never meant to be a mass market device. Like, it's clearly for a niche. Mm-hmm. Um, and there isn't really an alternative to this kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. there's lots of third party, like aftermarket third party consoles. But handhelds, there's less of that, especially such luxury ones like this. So I guess people who really want it will probably pay the price. Yeah. Yeah. It'll match a certain yeah. market, but it's, it's not for me. Uh huh. Yeah, same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like how it. It makes it easier, like with the backlit, better viewing type of stuff and being able to play it on TV, but also probably not for me because I have the Game Boy SP, so uh-huh. <laughs> I can pretty much play everything I want to on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get yourself a and, uh, uh, the... DS Lite. <laughs> yeah, just don't tear off the bottom screen of a DS yeah. Lite and you're fine. You got, you got a Game Boy right there. Yeah. I had the DS. I, I, did, I never got the Lite. I kind of wanted it, though. It's really good. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, well... Let's go ahead and jump into our uh, Patreon topics for the week. As always, for just $1 a month, you guys can support us on Patreon, get us uh, get these podcast three days early every Friday, as well as offering up topics like the, like the ones we have here, and access to our VIP room in our Discord. So, uh, John, why don't you go first? Okay, so my question comes from Daniel Palmer, who says, Good AGX! <laughs> Steve's <laughs> review of Little Town Hero this week got me thinking. Sometimes there are games that unfortunately fall short in some regard, or make it for a really unenjoyable gameplay experience. In the case of Little Town Hero, it was your very first hated score. What's your thought process and feelings around reviewing games and ending up rating them as not so good? I can't imagine it's something that is really that satisfying or pleasing. Hope you have a lovely week. Smiley face. So, um... (laughs) I'm glad you included the smiley face. (laughs) (laughs) It is tough sometimes. Um, we typically only really review games if we're interested in them. Um, so if you're interested, you already have some kind of expectation. And if you end up being disappointed by that, it can be tough to give it a bad review. Um, and I think the reason we haven't really given a hated before is just because we've never played a game, well, we never reviewed a game before that we wanted to cover. Um, that That is that bad. Because mm. there's, there's tons of games I think we would give hated. Like if you play all the shovelware on Wii, most of those would mm. get hated. <laughs> it's not really worth our time mm-hmm. is the thing, though. Um, yeah, but when, with stuff like Little Town Hero, I think there, there was some expectation going into that. It, it did look pretty good. So I imagine it was kind of tough for Steve to land on hated. But he was ragging on that thing quite a bit. Uh, yeah, he was <laughs> before the review. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just he just get back with every aspect to it and just be like, "Oof, that's rough." And then you know, watch a little bit of his gameplay with the the characters talking, and they just those are not good sounds <laughs> coming no, out of those. I do not like those little trumpets at all. I don't know why they picked that sound. Yeah, it looks charming enough. Um, the battle system seems to drag on though. Like yeah. in in Steve's one hour long gameplay, I think the the boss battle lasted like half an hour, mm-hmm. 
And yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. And he was saying the final boss, I think he said, took four hours or something oh like that. Gosh. I don't know if that's like constant retrying or not. I'm not sure. But yeah. it, it does. there's a random element to it. And, you know, I've seen people compare it to a collectible card game in, in those aspects. So I get that. And, you know, the, apparently there was ways that he could do it. But that's the thing. It's like, it, even if you can't do it, if you don't see it, if you don't get the system, uh, it's not really for you. <laughs> you know, this, it yeah. will be a slog. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Sticker Star, where you have to have very specific things in order for battles to go quickly. And if not, well, you're in for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Mm. I will say sometimes, if you really dislike a game, it can actually kind of feel good to uh, <laughs> to rag on it. Yeah, like with uh, with Mario Kart Tour, for instance. I I never. I mean, I was kind of interested in it before launch. But when I started playing it, I could just, I knew, like, the instant I started, I did not like this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so writing out that review, it just kind of felt like I was sort of venting about it. And that felt, that actually kind of felt <laughs> quite good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, like you said, I don't usually have to, you know, usually it's always games that we're somewhat interested in. We don't usually, like, hey, there's this game out, you should, you know, cover it. it even Because even if you don't like it. One is somebody on the team might be interested and actually enjoy it, so there you go. Let them have it. Let them take a mm-hmm. take a shot at it. Um, the only time I really ended up with something that would be considered a hated was before uh, I was even doing YouTube stuff for Game Explain. It was all the stuff, and it was all just uh, written stuff on our website. Um, and I was just like, "Hey, this game's coming out. This seems relatively big. I'll do a review on that and rent it from GameFly in order to do the review." <laughs> So I did that with um, Cannon Lynch 2, and that is an oh, no. abomination of a game. That game is... Uh-huh. I mean, the game's hateful itself, <laughs> so it's, it's it was just not an enjoyable experience at all. And, you know, <laughs> that's that's always... I always go to that one as my most hated game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, that was just critically panned when it came out, and... Uh... Oh, and the, the first Kane and Lynch wasn't that bad as as well, so mm-hmm. it it was certainly a bad follow up. Yeah, yeah, it really was. But yeah, I, I'm trying to think of like even games coming up that I'm like I would give a hate to, and I can't think of them because generally I want to cover stuff that I want to like, and I just need to see how much I like it, or if there's any problems or pitfalls that you need to watch out for. That's mm-hmm. all. Like, I'm sure if you go in the eShop right now, you would find a bunch of games that we probably give the hated score. But um, there are also games that I don't think many people are going to play, though. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. really cares about them. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, playing Fire Emblem, expecting good things, and ending up with a hated, that's big news, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that exactly. would be big news. So. But, yeah, I mean, it, I guess it, it can sometimes be satisfying, but it's it's often... Um, if, you're, if you're actually really interested in the game, it can kind of feel bad to go into it and just not like it. That doesn't happen very often with us, but yeah, to answer your question, it can sometimes feel good <laughs> and sometimes feel bad. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, I could also see it feeling bad if you were really invested and then you feel bad, like, because you kind of understand that there's a lot of people involved in making this game. You feel kind of bad saying things for them. Uh-huh. So I could see it feeling bad in that regard. Yeah. But I could also see it feeling good, like... <laughs> like you said, with the whole venting process, getting that uh, out there. I just imagine the so, nightmare yeah. scenario of you're hyping up this game. It looks good in previews. Then you get your hands on it. It's like, oh, no, I've been tricked. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then you have all this, you hyped all this stuff up. And it's like, I'm sorry, guys, this is bad. I mean, we kind of did that with Mario Maker 2. Um, before we got oh, our hands yeah. on it, our, our channel was so focused on that game. 
and uh, it wasn't bad but but um come review and preview we were pretty negative yeah comparatively Mm -hmm. it's and i feel like the original ukulele there was a small bit of that too like there was so much hype around it and then oh gosh there's so many glitches you guys oh god i'm I'm so bored (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was it was not great It, it can definitely happen and uh you know I didn't hate that game, though, for the record. No, no, no I, don't hate I don't hate Mario Maker 2 or Ukulele. It's just, it's, yeah. it is definitely a disappointed feeling. And with you, Mario Maker, I just, the kind of the talk around the game kind of died off very quickly. Yeah, yeah even from Nintendo. Did. Yeah, it's just the, uh, it felt like the, I don't know, the lightning did not strike twice. Yeah, uh, it was just it was lightning in a bottle that they found with the original Wii U uh, version. It was uniquely fit for that uh, system, and I guess the changes they made and additions just weren't quite enough. Yeah, so. I feel like there's still a chance to salvage that with updates, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think so too, and bring back a few more of the quirky things too. Yeah, yeah, so. but yeah, you are right. It it, it kind of like it was a big launch. I feel, but. No one, no one talks about it in the same way they did the Wii U version. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not always in the public eye. Where like, hey, check out this crazy level because, well, levels are still essentially the same. You only get one new thing. Yeah. And not a lot of new aspects. It's like some, you change up the core values of it, but it's just not quite enough to make it super interesting to see in your feet again. Right. So, yeah. Well, I will do my topic next uh, because we're going to keep things more serious and lift things up with Amy's topic. <laughs> uh, mine comes from Beard Beardg three seven three. I probably butchered that name, so I apologize. Says, "Hey GX, today we got confirmation that Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE will be censored. Of course, censorship has been a big topic for the last few years." My question is, how do you feel about censorship in video games, and does it affect your enjoyment of the game, and can something like this be a deal-breaker for you when you buy games? So, I think it really depends on the censorship. In the case of Tokyo Mirage Sessions, I don't really mind or care. I mean, we also found out that it's not just the U.S. version uh, that's going to be censored. The Japanese version is taking all the censorship from that was implemented for the U.S. Wii U version and putting it into their version. And... You know, I, before this, I was looking at the uh, um, differences in the costumes and whatnot, and I'm sorry, they needed to change a lot of these outfits. But uh, the vagina bones, Derek. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we need them. No, I'm I'm looking at some of them, uh, some of the outfits, and they are literally uh, like here's some leggings, and she's wearing panties. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. That's yeah. it, and that's what she's performing. It's more like a a stripper doing a, a, a song and dance number than anything else. And then you, you have these other outfits they put on them and it's like, okay, that seems more appropriate for what you're doing. Also consider that most of the, most of the girls in this game are under 18, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. yeah, they don't, do not need to be sexualized to that degree. And mm-hmm. I, I think it actually works better for it. Now here's where the censorship angle gets a little, dicey for you know, I think is where it's they're like let's say they're trying to make a commentary I've not played all the way through Tokyo Mirage sessions so I'm not sure about this but let's say they're at, at one of those sections has them being sexed up for a photo shoot or whatnot and they're not comfortable with it and if you're censoring what they're getting dressed up with that they're not comfortable with it kind of takes away from that feeling of being used like that 
it's you know it's it should not be glorified, but it should be still something that, um, you know, it's like you're making a commentary on. You're like, this is not right. The girl is not feeling is not right, and maybe we can try to find a way to fix this. Uh, if and if they censor it, that then I think it kind of takes away from that message. That doesn't happen too often, though. Usually, like. Um, it feels pretty appropriate. <laughs> like Xenoblade Chronicles X is the other one that comes to mind for me where I made a news story. It's like, oh, hey, they got rid of the chest slider for the women in that game for the U.S. version. And people made a huge deal about it. I was like, really? It's not that big a deal. And then, of course, they censored a, a lot of the outfits for Lynn, who, again, is a really young character. We don't need her uh-huh. in those really skimpy outfits. So I think they um, they made Lynn a bit older in the in the localized version as well. Mm-hmm. I think she was fourteen in the Japanese version. I think they made her sixteen. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds right. I think it was around that age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it, with, I'm interested in Amy's perspective on this. Actually, yeah. Like, oh. what do you feel about? How do you feel? <laughs> oh about gosh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say here. So for the underage part of it it i feel like it's okay to censor this and in this specific case of Tokyo Mirage session where all of the like every release is going to be the same i don't think it's as big a deal as if each country was getting different censorship levels i feel mm. like that is definitely where it's going to get dicey is if every country is going to have their own variations um but it's I don't know, I don't know cuz I've heard people as far as the chest slider thing goes cuz some ladies have, you know, different sized chests so they sometimes appreciate being able to make their character look like them. Mm-hmm. So I get it from that perspective but I also see it on the oversexualized side like uh, you know trying to go into the whole media thing of women need to look like this and everyone looks better with big boobs, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I see it on kind of both sides for that as well. And for me personally, I am not really bothered with the censorship as much. Uh, but I do understand the arguments where people are saying, well, this is how they, the developers made it originally. And we want to see it how they envisioned it first. And they obviously wanted to do this for a reason. And we want to have the, you know, the pure how they did it. So I don't know. I It's just such a dicey topic mm-hmm. it is so um, there's uh there's a famously bad example of censorship and that was xenosaga i think episode two um and basically in the in the western version they got rid of blood and yes. there's this scene where the character looks down at their hands in the japanese version after they've been stabbed and just sees like blood in their hands in the Western version, though, they look down at their hands and there's nothing there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, so, oh, I'm okay. Yeah. In that case, yeah. that doesn't really make sense to me. Because exactly. then it, it doesn't fit mm. anymore. Like, oh, my hands are clean. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird thing where I'm, I am I think sexualization of younger people definitely needs censored uh, or yeah. sh- should be considered. So it doesn't even need to be censored. It's just that way across the board. But it, when it comes to violence and religious imagery if that's the intent that's the intent because uh, you know a lot of classic games uh, on NES if there was any kind of religious imagery that had to be gone like it wasn't a cross it was a boomerang <laughs> uh-huh. oh right I didn't know about that mm-hmm. I guess also one aspect is Japan have different perspectives on a lot of things I, I yeah. think this, the sex mm-hmm. age is lower in Japan um, and maybe they're designed that way just because that's more acceptable in their cultures. Um, right. I think whereas they're not worldwide. Japan is, I think, slowly learning about the world, you know, 
we have a worldwide market. We got to uh, appeal to that worldwide market. And uh, but it's not just you know Japan to U.S. like U.S. to Germany. Like a lot of uh, like Wolfenstein was heavily censored in Germany because of the uh, um, you know Nazi imagery and whatnot. They don't like having that in there, so they had to get rid of that. Mm. Or Australia is extremely uh, oh, anti-violence, yeah. so any kind of hard violence, they're go- that's going to get censored or just not released there at, at all. So it's a tricky subject when it comes to that. But I think when most people talk about censorship and complain about it, it usually involves, you know, women. <laughs> it's like women in wanna- skimpy clothing. Exactly. Yeah. It, it is funny. Well, I, I, it's funny how we ex- we. Except violence more than we do sexualization. Mm-hmm. Like, games can be ultra-violent. That's fine. But um, having sexual content is a bit, like, more taboo, I guess. Um, I, I'm, I'm fine with sexual content as long as it isn't for, like, uh, people of a younger age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also depends on the context, though. Like, if, if it is a, a game that isn't... Like, if the sexual themes aren't appropriate to the game or in the context of the scene... Then it can just feel out of place and a bit weird. Yeah, and right. uh, like you're just yeah. leering at it, the it depends. But at, and at the same time, you don't want to be playing like Peach Beach with everybody in tracksuits. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. If it's public for <laughs> the game, is that's the way the game is. Is that the intent? Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the, I mean, just even more recently, like with Dragon Quest Eleven, there's a bunch of different costumes, and Jade, you can put her in a in a literal bunny girl outfit. You can put her in uh, a swimsuit, a basically bikini. Now she has shorts on rather than like a bikini bottom, but uh, it, it's still that. But Veronica, you can't do that with her. They have her in very cute outfits, and uh-huh. it works. <laughs> it it works. Like even though she's, you know. In game, she is the same age as Serena, so she can, you know, she is that age, but her body is that young, and no, we're not, we're not going to use that excuse. <laughs> I, I appreciate that because they often do use that excuse. Like she's a four hundred year old dragon or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, yeah. that's a very common cover up for uh, mm-hmm. sexualizing like younger looking people. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, no, <laughs> it doesn't. It does not work. So, uh-huh. um, so going to the cultural aspect of it, now I'm curious, like. Do you guys think there's a natural sort of shying away from something if that country doesn't tend to like it? For example, what you were talking about with the Nazi imagery in Germany or uh, if it was over-sexualized for younger people over here in the U.S. Do you think that the people just wouldn't be drawn to those types of games if they weren't censored because it's just not something that the culture is used to? Do you think that would happen or do you think the censorship is kind of needed for those cultural differences? Hmm. See, that's tough. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. Yeah. I, I feel like censorship often results in um, negative talk about a game because there's there's a very passionate fan base who believes they should remain as is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know necessarily if, uns- if, if censoring a game to be more appropriate for a demographic would make it more popular or not. Hmm. Um, it's tough to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I know- the way I think about it is, if if I'm comfortable, someone walking in the room and seeing what I'm playing, <laughs> <laughs> that, then that's fine. Yeah, if they're walking into the room and it's it's, it's a really weird looking game with a really weird looking scene, then <laughs> I might want that to change a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a tricky tricky subject. Um, yeah, but I I don't think I'd. If something was censored, if I really wanted to play the game, it's not going to stop me from playing it. 
Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yep. All right, Amy, let's lighten the mood. <laughs> What's your topic? Yeah, sounds good. My topic is from Adam Harris, and he says, Happy weekend, guys. With Halloween around the corner, my question is pretty simple. What costumes have you done in Halloween's past, and which were your favorites? Looking forward to the podcast and for Swole Andre. <laughs> Thanks, gang. <laughs> Keep waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I always dress up for Halloween ever since I was a kid. I still do now, even as a full-grown adult. <laughs> I love it. It's like a really great excuse and reason to cosplay around my friends who don't understand what cosplay is. So I don't know. I have a lot of fun with it. And as far as my favorites... Usually something video game rela- related is my favorite. Like, um, I think my top ones all are video game related, actually, except for Bill. Um, so I did Zelda from Wind Waker, Tetra. That was mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skyward Sword Zelda. That was really cute. Malin, probably one of my favorites to do just because I can pull that look off easier just because I have the right <laughs> colored hair and everything. Um, and then... Also, one that I really want to do next is Hilda from Pokemon. And okay. then probably my absolute favorite, which is not video game related, was Belle from Beauty and the Beast. I've done pretty much all of her looks. <laughs> um, and I got the most reaction from the ball gown outfit because I, I went out and I actually bought a giant yellow poofy belt, like ball gown. The original exactly looks the same and everyone knew exactly what it was when I was walking around Halloween you know doing all the party stuff and I don't know that was a ton of fun and I actually ended up re-wearing that to a fancy gala event and nobody knew that it was a costume like that's how (laughs) legit it looked it was really fun I don't know I like getting into that it's fun Mm -hmm. and I used to be a professional belly dancer and I used to reuse some of my outfits for that too (laughs) for some (laughs) hey there you go it's economical yeah (laughs) yep but then other than that I've done the typical like witch fairy go to the store whatever looks good just pick something out there but I tend to go towards characters that I feel like I could pull off or characters that I really like Mm -hmm. so I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of fun for me. I like dressing up. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I wish I was as interesting for Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. When, when I was a kid, I would just be like a generic, um, like a vampire or something. I dressed up as Bart Simpson one year, oh <laughs> which my was gosh. literally just wearing like an orange shirt and some, and some shorts. Wow. Oh, yeah. I was wondering if you put something on your head <laughs> to do the hair. I should have. Yeah, I was like, did you paint yourself yellow? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I underplayed that one. Yeah. Um, but I feel like um, men have just a, a, a more boring palette of choices uh, for dressing up for Halloween mm-hmm. um, for, as male characters. Uh, if I were to dress up for Halloween, which I, which I don't do very often, I'd probably go with something like a Bloodborne Hunter or something. Like just get like a giant axe, and, and <laughs> <laughs> which is basically, again, just like a generic horror sort of thing. You just want it for the hat but, and the coat. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't dress up very often. But if I if I did, I'd probably um, lean more towards game characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have not dressed up for Halloween since I was maybe twelve. <laughs> it's, uh-huh. it's been a, it's been a long time, and of course, yeah, you know, as a kid, I did the whole Ninja Turtle thing. I think I did Batman one year, which actually had a uh, rubber mask, and God, that thing sucked. I remember. I think you back to it now. Yeah, I get those are claustrophobic because it was just like so hot, and I'd like trying to pull it off my head and be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> never being Batman again." <laughs> yeah, I don't like the mask because then your breath just like recycles within the mask. Yeah, like even really think about it now, I'm getting all like, "Ooh, I don't like it." <laughs> just uh-huh. yeah. 
really yeah. makes me I don't me know. Nervous. I feel like there's there's a lot of options for guys. I mean, there's so many male video game characters, and there are. I don't know. I feel like you could do a lot of things with it, but you you definitely don't want to be uh, uncomfortable or nervous about it. And <laughs> yeah. if you don't have a reason to really dress up, it's hard to just dress up for no reason. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I, feel- I kind of make myself do it. You know, kids come around. I want to dress up and and look fun when I pass out the candy. Mm-hmm. So, I think one problem is a lot of male video game characters, especially like human ones. They all look very, very similar. That <laughs> a lot is, of them are yeah, just kind of like point. like brown haired white guys. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I can I can pull that off. I can yeah. <laughs> you know, if I need to. Yeah, both of you guys are that. Yeah, so. you're doing it right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's. And you have the anime protagonists that are a little trickier and whatnot. I think mm-hmm. Pokemon characters are pretty easy to cosplay. Yeah. yeah. Um, It'd be fun to be um, the Sword and Shield uh, female protagonist. That's oh, that fun. would be oh, fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting that on my list. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, just thinking of other characters. I mean, I think Persona characters could pull off too just because it's oh, essentially yeah. just you know regular clothes. Oh, that would just be fun. Find the yeah, Joker outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be fun. I'm going to dress up as Wooloo this year. Aww. <laughs> uh, you better show a picture. Post a picture on Twitter. <laughs> just all I'm imagining is just filling you with wool and putting your head on top and then just rolling Pretty it much. around. <laughs> oh, if you actually do it, you should like surprise your dog with it. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Get a reaction video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like crawling on uh, hands and knees or something. <laughs> so your dog's like, what is going on? <laughs> Uh, yeah, my my Halloween celebrations is usually horror movies, streaming for, streaming a game for the channel, uh, or candy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it will. It also helps if you have friends that actually do costume parties. Yeah, because that's don't. given me many reasons to actually dress up. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> the only other time I really dress up nowadays is if I want to for like E three or another convention, but that's still not that often. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Anyway, the last bit of, bit we got, of course, is the uh, game, and this time we have one from I, uh, Ian Hazea, I believe is how you say the name. He says, uh, hi, GX team. I've always wanted to come out with a game idea for you guys. I finally got it. I really like to enjoy games in my first language, Chinese, but where I live uh, restricted my ability to get, get, to get games in Chinese. Nintendo's region locking isn't helping either. Now that the Switch is region free and Nintendo is bringing more and more games translated in my language, uh, in my language. However, Chinese is structured so different from both Japanese and English that getting their translation right is hard. Sometimes we got some really weird translations and logic hoops to see what the localization team is thinking. I want to share this kind of joy in quotes with you guys, so here's the game. I have 20 game series titles listed in Chinese, translated them to English, and you guys can figure out what game series are what the game series are called in, well, actual English. <laughs> you know, what they're actually called. Uh, let's see how many of them you can make out. So, yeah, we have multiple choice, and none of them are from obs- obscure games. So, let's go ahead and see how many we can get through, and see who wins. Uh... So yeah, first should I keep track this time? Yes, if you could please. Okay. So I, I am not going to be able to uh, say the game name in Chinese. Uh, I don't know Chinese, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to go for the game <laughs> names translation. So uh, Nintendo All Star Battle Royale. Is it Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, or Fortune Street? That's got to be Smash. Yeah. Smash Brothers <laughs> definitely is has my to be guess. Smash. I think he's throwing us yeah. an easy one. 
Yep. Yeah, I think so too. Super Smash Brothers. So, yep. All right. <laughs> I kind of love this one. Uh, <laughs> Russian Squares. <laughs> Is it awesome. Klotsky, Subuk, uh, Sokoban, or Tetris? Well, considering I've not heard of the, the other first two, two are, yeah. So. He's going <laughs> to be Tetris. Go Tetris. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Tetris. Yep, it's Tetris. <laughs> the classic okay. square game. <laughs> I love that. Russian squares. <laughs> That's so funny. Why Russian? That's interesting. Well, because it was made by uh, It was made in Russia. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Yep. All right. Space Warriors. Is it Gundam Warriors, Space Invaders, or Final Fantasy? Oh, I'm going to say Space Invaders. Yeah, I'm feeling the same. Yeah, same. The heck? It's Final Fantasy. How, oh, wow. how does that translate <laughs> to Space Warriors? <laughs> so the unofficial translation is done by a Taiwanese game magazine. They see the four warriors of light, hence the warriors, and then and they see the Sky Castle as ancient mysterious space stations, hence space. The name stuck with generations of people. It's still better than the previous translation, uh, Princess in Distress. That is fascinating. <laughs> that yeah, is. Wow. Never cool. would have guessed that. Good, good <laughs> old Space Warriors. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up is uh, Evil Spirit Ancient Castle. Is it? Oh my a- gosh, I love that. <laughs> I would have thought it would be Castlevania just off the bat, but no, it's either Evil Within, Resident Evil, or Onimusha. I'm glad there's multiple choice because I would have guessed Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say Onimusha. Yeah. But it could be. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'll stick with that. I'm not super familiar with Evil Within, so I'm going to go with Animusha. I don't even know what Animusha is. <laughs> uh, um, it's a kind of Resident Evil game that takes place in ancient Japan. Okay, well, since you guys went with that, I'll just do the other choice: A, Evil Within. Okay. Okay. Resident Evil. Resident Evil. <laughs> is there a castle in Resident Evil? No, no. Unless well, it's four. Yeah, not really. Yeah, Resident four. So the localization teams <laughs> thought the thought the zombies are evil spirits, and that an ancient castle that an ancient castle sounds cooler than a mansion. Little did they know what oh. happened later in the series. The other translation is based on the Japanese name Biohazard. Hmm. I mean, ancient castle may sound cooler, but it's not a castle. No, it's not. <laughs> so they can't decide that. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, uh, n- it's like false advertising almost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Next up is Mysterious Treasured Creatures. Is it hmm. Pokemon, Digimon, or Spyro? Oh, man. Uh, I feel like that's Pokemon. I mean, it has to be, right? But watch it be like Spyro. <laughs> but I'm going to go yeah, with... Yeah, I know. I'm going to go with Pokemon. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Pokemon as well because Spyro is singular and this is creatures. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. It is Pokemon. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, it's one of the old official translations. Some others include Pocket Yokai's Little Fairy Pets, and the official, later, the latest official translation is a transliteration of the word Pokemon. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Pocket Yokai's would have been interesting. Yeah. Especially with Yokai Watch being exactly. well, a thing. <laughs> I kind of liked Little Fairy Pets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, Agents of Battle Arenas. Is it Overwatch, Arena of Valor, or Hitman? I think that might be Overwatch. 
I don't makes, know. I'm going to go Hitman, actually. It's calling to me. Yeah, I actually wonder if it might be Hitman, too, because he is. it's called Agent 47, so I wonder. But I'm going to go with the... I'm going to go with Overwatch. All right. It is Overwatch. Ah. Okay. So it's the Taiwanese translation. The translation has some wordplay with homophones. The other translation is from mainland from mainland China is Defense Vanguard. So right. there we go. All right. Next up is the final battle. <laughs> is it? <laughs> That's what I thought Final Fantasy was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's Last Remnant, Final Fantasy, or Halo. Well, it can't be Final well, Fantasy. We know, yeah, we yeah. Know it's, no, it's not Final Fantasy. Um, so Last Remnant. I'm going to say Halo. I'm I'm gonna gonna, and, I was uh, actually going to say Halo as well. All right. It is Halo. Yes. Based on the story of the game, right. it seems like humankind is almost destroyed. So it is the final battle for humankind. Wow. There you go. So right now, I have five points, and both Derek and Amy have four. So we're all very close. Oh, nice. oh wow. It's anyone's game. <laughs> anyone's game. I love this name. Chronicles of Demon Weapons Fighting Heaven. <laughs> That's barely a sentence. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, is it Darksiders, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, or Bayonetta? Ooh. Mm, I want to say Chronicles just because... Because of Chronicles. Um, sorry, Xenoblade Chronicles, just because Chronicles is in there. Yeah. yeah. But the Japanese version is just called Xenoblade, I believe. True. But there's... So, in, in, I've never played Bayonetta. Are they, do they do anything with heaven? In you fight game? angels. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'll go with Bayonetta then. I think I will as well. I'm going to stick with Xenoblade Chronicles. Okay. It is Bayonetta. Yes. Ah. Dang. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Taiwanese translation. Based on the story of the game, the other translation from mainland China is Angel Hunting Witch. That would have been a lot more oh. obvious. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up is Puzzle of the Dragons. <laughs> is it Legend of Zelda, <laughs> Puzzle and oh. Dragons, or Professor Layton? I was going to say this sounds like Puzzle and Dragons. It does, so. but it's so obvious. Does that mean it's a red herring? I've been going for <laughs> the obvious <laughs> one, so I don't know. It's been, it's been biting me in the butt, but I'm still going to go do it and say Puzzle and Dragons. Yeah, me too. Uh, there's no, but Zelda is a puzzle game. It is, but there's not really much to do with dragons. Not really. And Professor Layton has one that's kind of dragonish but more Loch Ness monstery so uh, okay I'll watch it go be Puzzle Layton. Dragons Puzzle and Dragons I know watch it be Layton Layton's my second choice it is Puzzle and Dragons yeah. okay, okay good. <laughs> just trying to catch us off guard yep. yeah they were alright next up is Hero versus Evil Dragon is it that could be any game yeah <laughs> is it The yeah. Legend of Dragoon Panzer, Dra- Panzer Dragoon or Dragon Quest I mean, it has to be Dragon um, Quest. I'm going to say Dragon Quest. Yeah, probably not Panzer Dragoon because you're you're not. Well, I guess you are playing as a, a another hero, but you're sort of fighting on top of a dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Dragon Quest, I'll say. Yeah, it is Dragon Quest. Cool. Uh, it's an unofficial translation based on the first game. The name stuck with all the fans from mainland China, Taiwan, and, Hi- and Hong Kong. Square Enix tried to make a better translation, but fans fought back. So the unofficial name has become official. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so right now, I have eight points. Amy has seven points, and Derek has six points. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm losing. <laughs> we got to throw John off, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next up is True Goddess Reincarnation. Is it Shimagami Tensei, 
uh, Legend of Zelda or Persona? Hmm. Shimigami Tensei calls out to me. I don't think it would be Zelda, because this name would have stuck since the first Zelda, and reincarnation wasn't really a thing until later on in the series. Hmm. Yeah. I'm still going to stick with Zelda. Um, okay. Well, since everyone's going for a different one, I, I guess I'll go Persona then. Okay. All right. It is Shimagami Tensei. John is really good at this. Oh, John, no! That, our plan failed. <laughs> well, there's, I think there's still a chance. He's pulling ahead. Mm. Uh, the kanji in, in Japanese, the kanji in Japanese, uh, the Japanese title makes sense in Chinese as well, so they just use it like that. Mm. Okay. I didn't even know what Shimagami Tensei means, so that's probably what threw me off. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> All right. Be the creator. Is it Mario Maker, Dream, or Minecraft? If Ooh. Mario Maker is called Be the Creator somewhere, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> I know. I don't know what Dream is. Do you guys know that it's one? A, oh, that's a PS4 game. Yeah, it's from the guys who made Little Big Planet. I didn't even know it was. Was it even re- officially released yet? Because there's been like nothing about it. The uh, the beta was. Hmm. I'm yeah. gonna go with Minecraft for this one, just because you can pretty much create whatever you want in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Dreams, though. I think. I'm I'm thinking Minecraft as well, so mm-hmm. it is Minecraft. Yay! Oh, it's a Taiwanese translation describing the content of the game. The other translation from my, mainland China is My World, which is now the official Chinese title. So, okay, there you go. Time for the final battle. <laughs> is it Call of Duty, <laughs> Splatoon, or Fallout? So, what was the question? Uh, time for the final battle. Is it Call of oh, Duty? The- yeah, time for the final battle. Is it Call of Duty, Splatoon, or Fallout? All right. Hmm. Ooh. I think Call of Duty. That's the one that was calling yeah. out to me as well. Although, um, I'm going to say Fallout. Hmm. Yeah. I'm split between those two as well. Um... I'm going to switch ship. I'm going to go to Fallout as well. Okay. Okay. It is Call of Duty. Oh, ah! <laughs> I jumped at the wrong time. Uh, Good job, John. Oh, I love this. Debate with bullets. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Is it, Every shooter. Is it Phoenix yeah. Wright, Dongan <laughs> Ronpa, Metal Gear, or Metal Gear Solid? That was the best reaction. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Duncan Rampa? I, I have no idea. This was th- this list is the exact opposite of what I, what I would have expected. <laughs> yeah. uh, I want to. I don't know. Phoenix Wright is pretty hilarious, but there's no bullets really. Mm-hmm. Are there bullets in Duncan Rampa? I don't know. Hmm. I've never. Played I, that I have one. not played it myself. I'm sticking with it, but I'm going to go with Dungan Rampa as well, because that's just the one calling out to me. Although it would be hilarious if it's Metal Gear Solid. I think Uh it would be hilarious if it was Phoenix Wright. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go Phoenix Wright, honestly. I want to do the weird one. Okay. All right. It is Dungan Rampa. The Japanese name is, uh, it's also known as Dungan Rampa Trigger Happy Havoc. I have not played the game. I've seen a bit of the anime, and I know that they use like bullets for like points. So, yeah, that's oh. where the bullets come from. <laughs> oh, okay. What the heck? Old man scroll bar. 
Immediately, I'm thinking Elder Scrolls. Well, Elder Scrolls <laughs> yeah, is one of the options, and then The Witcher and uh-huh. Assassin's Creed. I'm, I'm going Elder, Elder Scrolls. Scrolls. Yeah, going with <laughs> yep. Elder Scrolls. Because Elder can be an old man. Yep. <laughs> the translation team in mainland China made a mistake and used a Google Translate-like result. The mistake is fixed soon after the release, <laughs> but the, tra- bad trans- the bad translation is so bad that it's stuck as a meme. Old man <laughs> so funny. I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Chronicles of Subduing Demons with Holy Fire. God. Wow. Xenoblade Chronicles, Devil May Cry, or Fire Emblem? Hmm. Um, is there any uh, Holy Fire stuff in Devil May Cry? Uh, I don't think so. In the last Chronicles... Because I know Devil May Cry has demons in it. Yeah. So... I'm going to say Fire Emblem. I'm going to say Xenoblade Chronicles. All right, I'm going to go Devil May Cry then. Okay. It is Fire Emblem. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> I am not doing well. <laughs> A Taiwanese, Taiwanese translation. The title was made to sound like the martial art fictions that were popular among the teens. The other translation from mainland China is Emblem of, is emblem of Fire. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Courage Revelation. Is it Legend of Zelda, Final Fantasy, or Bravely Default? Ooh. Hmm, I like Legend of Zelda. We haven't had Zelda. Zelda yet, have we? No, we have not. <sighs> I'm going to say Bravely Default, though. Yeah, I'm thinking Bravely Default. Oh, really? I, mean, I was going to go Zelda. Well, you can go it Zelda. Could, it could, it very could well be Zelda. Yeah, I think I'll, I still go Zelda just because you have to, you know, figure out, find your courage. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I'll go with it. It is Bravely Default. <laughs> ah, you guys are leading me astray. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Derek is only one point ahead of you, so you can still Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought we I have, fell behind We have three questions back. left. How are we all doing? All right, so I currently have 14 points. Jeez. <laughs> Derek oh, has 10, and Amy has 9. We are not catching up to John. <laughs> oh, so I'm behind. Yeah, I'm the last. Okay. Yeah, we're fighting for second place. I gotta beat Derek then. <laughs> uh, diverse Travelers. Is it East Valkyrie Profile or Octopath Travelers? Probably I'm going to go Octopath. Octopath. Yeah, it definitely has yeah. to be Octopath. And it is Octopath. Done, yeah. Uh, yeah. The unofficial translation is Eight Direction Travelers, but the official name chose to defer, <laughs> chose to diverse from the popular opinion for reasons. Mm. All right. Mirage Between Time and Space. Is it uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, the Tales of series, or Tokyo Mirage, Mirage Sessions? Hmm. I kind of want to say Mirage Sessions just yeah, because, because of, of the, the Mirage. Mirage. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. But, you know, I'm going to stick with Xenoblade Chronicles, though. Oh, you're going Xenoblade? Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm sticking with Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Okay. It is the Tales of series. Oh, oh no one got it. Really? Wow. Based on the I was first... thinking Xenoblade... But... Oh, go... I thought Xenoblade because of the... Um... The vision mechanics. Oh, but, right. Yeah. It's based on the first yeah. Tales of game, Tales of Fantasia. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. All right, then. Last one. History of Pioneer and Conquering Heavens. Is it... Hmm. Sounds like a Harry Potter title. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Conquering Heavens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it Flight Simulator, Civilization, or Bi- uh, Baton Kaitos? Ooh, uh, I don't even know what that last one is. I'm going to say it was an RPG on the GameCube. Yeah, I'm going to say Civilization. 
History of Pioneer and Conquering Heavens. I'm going to go that, Flight that, Simulator. That, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I, mean, I guess you are conquering the heavens in, in Flight Simulator. Yeah, I guess I mean, that's you're true. pioneering to fly, and I don't know. I, yeah. I'm just going to go with it. I don't think I'm winning anyway, so I kind of want to do History, the fun one. History of Pioneer sounds like Civilization. Okay. It does. So, I think it's Civilization, but I'm going to go Flight Simulator just yeah. to be... Stick to your yeah. guns. <laughs> be stubborn. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is Baton Kaitos. <laughs> oh my is, is gosh! It? <laughs> it's a transliteration so of the Japanese title. The local localization team used all use all the cool sounding words that also pronounced exactly as Ba Ten Kaito S. Ah, so interesting. There you are. All right. Well, there you go. So final yeah. results. Um, I had fifteen points. Derek had eleven, and Amy had ten. Man, John, so it was very close between three you two. quarters of the, them right. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not bad. Jeez. That was fun. I like that. I love languages, so that was a good one. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I think that about does it for episode 164 of the Game Explain Real Talk podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this, be sure to uh, like us. Uh, be sure to like us. How is it? Uh, be sure to support <laughs> us over on Patreon. It's just $1 a month. Get these podcasts three days early every Friday, as well as offer out topics and games like the ones we have here. And, uh, yeah, and also get access to our VIP room in our Discord. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week for episode 165. Till then, bye.